Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. We're looking at Matthew 16 this morning. And last time I spoke in Matthew 12, we looked at the sign of Jonah. And again, in this passage, Jesus talks about the sign of Jonah, but this time not only to the Pharisees, but also to the Sadducees. It's remarkable here because these two Jewish sects were theologically and politically opposed and they would not be seen together at all. But somehow a miracle has happened and they have found common ground. They have been united together against Jesus. Pharisees uh, are getting a lot of press at the moment in today's day and age because their legalistic and judgmental approach, which is mirrored in our society today. But I thought it was worth us finding out a little bit more about the Sadducees briefly. The famous historian of the time, Josephus, he associates the Sadducees with the upper social and economic echelon of Judean society. As a whole, they fulfilled various political, social and religious roles, including maintaining the temple in Jerusalem. And the group became extinct sometime after the destruction of, of Herod's temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. And they had influence in nearly every aspect of, of life apart from the military. And for that, they had the backing of the Roman authorities. So in Jesus' time, the Sadducees, they controlled the two most important institutions of Jewish society, the, the temple in Jerusalem and also the Sanhedrin. And so the, the, the Sadducees, they, they also rejected the spiritual dimension. They do not see, they do not understand, they do not want to understand either. And uh, what's the assessment of them by the key players. Well, we know that John the Baptist calls them a brood of vipers. And here Jesus calls the Sadducees a wicked and adulterous generation. And just let that sink in. He calls the, the religious authority, the leaders, a wicked and adulterous generation. And Jesus' disgust at the Sadducees doesn't end with his words. He follows through with his actions. Think about when he cleanses the temple. Um, when you realise that this is a premeditated attack by Jesus, he makes a whip. He is attacking their temple system. The, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they both want a sign here, but they don't really want to know the truth of Jesus. They're, they're trying to set a trap for him. And Jesus, he walks away from them. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. So in many ways, it's no surprise that Jesus tells his followers in verse 6, have a look there. He says, be careful, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He repeats that in, in verse 11. In other words, discernment is not some sort of sidetrack issue. And Jesus, he doesn't want his followers to be naive. And the loud and the powerful voices in the church globally today, many have, have mirrored either the, the permissiveness and the compromise of the Sadducees or the legalism of the Pharisees. You see the Sadducees, this, this priestly group of establishment, they're always against rocking the boat. They're, they're comfortable in their wealth and in their expediency. And we see that the Pharisees, they're, they're more politically radical, but they, they see religion as an outward observance and rules. And both siding with politically questionable leaders and movements. 
And and Jesus here, he seems frustrated that his followers still don't get it when he talks about bread. You know, he, he's basically asking, what, what is lacing the food that you're eating? What are you allowing to rise in your heart? Because both types of leaven are disastrous for the life of faith that, that Jesus had come to bring. We see unbelief of both kinds is, is all pervasive. If you let that hardness of heart and unbelief grow and rise. But we have the call here to be soft to what Jesus is saying. The question of discernment is really about what, what teaching are you sitting under? That's partly what it's about. Whether it's, it's just what we're absorbing, what we're taking in in our Instagram feeds, in our podcasts and books. Just as, as self-help mumbo-jumbo is not innocuous, there is much that seeks to attach itself to Christianity but is actually not part of Christianity. We see that so much in the world today, people heading down an echo chamber of, of, of listening to ungodly leaders and conspiracy theories and, and so-called prophecies. We see eccentric obsessions and red herrings, not just out of step with the kingdom. But Jesus seems to be saying here, diametrically opposed to the kingdom. And Jesus, he uses two different metaphors here. We have bread. Bread is full of nourishment. Uh, it's abundant in its, its quality and quantity. And then we see he talks about weather. And whoever said the Bible is not relevant today, uh, we know that British people are very good at talking about the weather. But are we good at interpreting? Are we good at reading the signs of the times? And uh, what we see with Jesus is the kingdom breaking in, Jesus' purposes and plans and his priorities. Ultimately, Jesus bringing in a new way, the, the way of grace and mercy, the way of dependence on Jesus for all our needs. And so this is not just about the sun rising, but what are you allowing to rise in your heart? And this, this really matters. Are we centered on the word of God, which is, which is all centered around the cross? Are we feeding on this? Are we nourishing ourselves with, with this bread, with this message of Jesus, our daily bread, this, this message of Jesus, the, the message of grace? And are we, are we feeding ourselves with the spirit of God, being on the lookout for what God is doing and saying in this moment? And we, we see what comes next after this passage is, is Peter receiving the revelation of who Jesus is. And there's, there's lots of places that we could go to in the Bible to, to help us understand this. But the two that I specifically want to look at this morning are, are, are these two. We see in Colossians chapter 2, Paul writes, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. I mean, we could spend hours looking at just, just that verse alone. But of course, Jesus, he said that I am the way, the truth and the life. If you want to know the way, the way is Jesus. If you want to know the truth, the truth is Jesus. The other, the other verse that I want to look at is, is in John 16, where Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And so my encouragement to, to each of us this morning is this. It's that the Holy Spirit loves Jesus Christ. And what are you allowing to rise in your heart? Is it the freeing? Is it the life-giving Holy Spirit of Jesus that always, always, always points to Jesus? And may he lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Let's, let's just take a moment as we respond. Today, Jamie encouraged us to see what we are allowing to rise in our hearts, to be people who, by the Spirit, have discernment. And we prayed for um, the word going out on Sunday uh, in connect groups and youth and children's discipleship that we would be rooted in God's word and we wouldn't be taken captive by hollow or deceptive philosophies. We prayed that we would live by the spirit. We would be a lookout, looking out for what God is doing, reliant and rooted in him and living radical lives for God. Let's pray for that and for that in our church family this morning.